you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 336 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we're talking about the A's finally getting a win. They got to go home happy. I like that they got to go home happy. It still had some trials and tribulations, so we'll talk about the game and uh, just some some quick takeaways from their 5-4 to four win in Chicago to, I mean, they, they lost three out of four, but they won the last game, so that's nice. And then we got a big slate of games coming up in the next week, week and a half. It's it's go time. Let's go. It's going to be a lot of fun. And starting that go time series is this weekend against the San Francisco Giants coming to Oakland. I'm going to preview that series in the second segment. And then in the third segment, of course, it is time for the Wild Wild West Watch. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me next week. I was live on Thursday. We had a lot of fun. Great conversation. Uh, Stacy Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees joined the conversation out of the blue. And that, that room lasted for like two hours. Julio from uh, the Town Tailgate podcast, he joined he was talking. We had Jude, who's a regular. He was fantastic. Uh, Russell was in there. Just a bunch of great people talking about A's baseball. And we threw some shade at Giants fans just to get us ready for the weekend series coming up. So that was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody that joined. And I'm probably going to be doing a crossover episode on YouTube and also on the podcast with Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees ahead of next weekend series against the Yankees. Should be a lot of fun. Also, make sure to follow us on YouTube. I will put the link in the show notes for you guys. And we're going to be going live after Sunday's game. So you got to be there uh, to see this face that goes with this voice. Is it going to match? Let's find out. So just follow the link and subscribe. And there's also the link to our uh, our social media handles over there. So if you want to follow us on social media at uh, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram, that's there for you guys. Also, my handle at ByJasonB is in there for you guys. And that's also the same handle you can follow me at, at on, on, on Green Room, the, the, the app that I was just plugging. There you go. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about this win because it's nice to talk about wins and I don't like talking about losses so here we go A's win five to four Cole Irvin was pretty decent he went six innings uh I thought I saw a tweet that he got pulled and then I saw the back of his head and I was like wait is that is that still Cole Irvin or is it Andrew Chafin because they look very similar and I realized they look very very similar if you're just looking at the back of their heads with a hat on because they both have very curly hair and it was kind of fun but Cole Irvin went six innings he went he gave up seven hits three earned runs he walked four which is very uncharacteristic for him and he also struck out one just one 
one. And uh, one thing that I did notice in his pitch usage was that he didn't use his slider almost at all. I think he threw three, which is abnormal. Usually he's like 12%. He's, he's usually throwing a lot more sliders than that. Is that something, you know, we, we saw last year that the big talking point heading into that series against the White Sox in the playoffs was they crush lefties. Is that something that they adjusted in his repertoire, in Cole Irvin's repertoire, his pitch mix, if you will, uh, where they were like, don't throw these guys sliders. They will crush them. And uh, the home run that they gave up to Andrew Vaughn was on a, actually a hard curveball for him. It was 79 miles an hour. He averages out around 76. So uh, it wasn't a slider. So it wasn't like he gave up a dinger and was like, no more with that. Maybe he didn't have a good feel for it. He said that he felt good overall in this game, partially due to the fact that Chris Bassett, who you may remember, was hitting the head with a baseball in Tuesday's game. Uh, he's He's doing okay. Everything's progressing all right. He visited the clubhouse before the game said that uh you know that it really uplifted the spirits in the clubhouse and the A's fought back in this one it, they weren't winning the whole time and then just shut them down or anything they had to come back a couple of times uh they were down two to one and then they tied or then they went up and then they had to tie it again and it, it was a it was a good game and they held on even through adversity in the ninth inning uh where Elvis Andrews and Starling Marte uh well it it was basically Starling Marte and Elvis Andrews collided, but it was more of like a clothesline across Elvis Andrews' neck. And uh, he, he stayed in the game, so that was good. And my, my takeaway from that one play, it was a, a pop fly that went into center field, and Elvis Andrews tracked the hell out of that ball. And is it? it was partially poor communication. Somebody should have called for that ball a lot sooner and a lot louder probably, but... Andrews did have a beat on it. So I will say uh, it's not like he was just going out of his depth to try and make a play. Uh, he he had a good beat on it. And if Starling Marte was not there, he probably would have caught it too. So um, it's, you know, who's to say who's at fault? Usually the center fielder has uh, free reign wherever he wants to go. So probably a little bit on Elvis Andrews, but at the same time, he had a beat on it and it went, he, it was, he was like halfway into center field. It was a very, very deep fly ball. And my, my main takeaway from this is, is he pressing? Is he trying to make that big play in, and you could take that one of two ways. Is it, is he pressing? Is he trying to do too much or is he hitting another gear, like another competitive gear? And we're going to see a different form of Elvis Andrews. And one of those gets me very excited. The other one, a little bit more concerned. So I guess we'll see, uh, you know, moving forward with the next few games and seeing what he does at the dish. And if he's going to be playing, uh, maybe the A's, you know, call up somebody like, I don't know, Nick, Nick Allen. He'd be fine. He's only hitting 091 in AAA in his brief stints in AAA, so maybe not. Also, brief side note, Chris Davis went deep last night, so uh, he's got two homers. Uh, Chad Pender went over four, so nothing nothing great there. I think he's got one more allotted start is what they were hoping for in his rehab stint. So, but I, then again, the A's are just about to start a new uh, series with the Giants, so maybe they just call him up. And then we'll see what happens from there. But a couple of other takeaways from this game. Uh, Sean Murphy hit a home run. You always love when Sean Murphy hits a home run because he does not get cheapies. This one was, it kind of just cleared the fence, but it wasn't cheap. <laughs> I stand by that. Uh, Tony Kemp had a bases loaded walk and you love to see that too. Chapman hit a home run that tied the game in the sixth inning at three. And then it was Matt Kent. Olsen, Matthew Kent Olsen, uh, he had a two-run homer in the seventh inning. They broke the 3-3 tie, and 
we talked about it in the green room and I mentioned it on Twitter that um, it was Jude who brought up that Matt Olson home run in Houston when the A's were one and seven that really catapulted the A's into that 13 game win streak and got them to flip the page and feel like a different team. And this home run kind of felt the same way. Uh, usually, I mean, he hadn't been doing much of the series, but he did put his team ahead late in this game. And he's got the bullpen to really solidify and, you know, lock things down right now. Is it Kimbrell and uh, Liam Hendricks? Not by name value, value but otherwise they can do the job, right? Just, just, just fine. Their guys didn't allow anything today. Uh, well, I mean, they allowed the one unearned run on the collision, but otherwise they didn't allow anything in their three innings. So they can, they can hold out with the best of them. So we'll see if they can trade blows moving forward. But I did like that home run. It felt like a big home run, like a momentous home run. We'll see if it translates into a couple of wins this weekend. The Giants are a very, very solid team, and I hate saying that because I really like it when their fans are sad and their team is terrible, but they are a very, very, very good team right now, and they're a little bit scary, and this weekend could go completely sideways, but I just did some research on the guys that they're throwing out there, and maybe the A's can take a couple of these. I don't know if they're going to be winning the, the Bay Area Trophy. Um, for some reason, I cannot remember the name of that damn trophy right now. The thing that's made out of the Bay Bridge, the Bay Bridge trophy, is that what it is? Um, I don't know that they're going to be able to win that because they already lost two out of three earlier this season. And, uh, Sunday's matchup is going to be really difficult, but Friday and Saturday, I'm feeling pretty decent, but I'm also feeling decent because the A's fought back in this one. They did not lay down and especially after Tuesday's game with Chris Bassett getting hit in the head. Um, it, it felt like that could have just derailed the entire season. But the the guys, they, they fought back in this one. And I think that that is something that I'm taking from this series and from this game. I know that they only won one out of four games, but if they had gotten a hit in any of those situations in Wednesday's game, then they would have split the series. And I know that uh, it, you, you want to beat these guys more often than not, but they would have been tied at, you know, two games apiece in a seven game series. And that would have been fine. I would take a split in Chicago in these circumstances. And they had the chance to do that. Even with all of the bad things that happened, the Chicago White Sox look beatable. Their defense is not necessarily stellar. They're throwing the ball all over the place. I think that the A's can take them even with their amazing, amazing pitching staff. And, you know, Aloy Jimenez being back and Luis Robert being back. Uh, I think that they can take these guys. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe if they're lining up their rotation, maybe not, but uh, it's going to be an interesting series regardless. I think if they, if they end up meeting in the postseason and they got one more series against these guys. So we'll, we'll see if I'm right or wrong, but it'll be a lot of fun. They also, you know, they, they got to Lance Lynn. They didn't get to him, but uh, they put some ducks on the pond. As some people like to say, uh, they just need to get those hits. It's all about execution against teams like this. So we'll see if they can uh, do that moving forward, but moving forward with the podcast coming up, I'm giving you guys the giants, three starters and how to attack them. So stay locked in with locked on A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, my friends, and Built Bar is absolutely delicious. Have I gotten a bar from them recently? No. Am I expecting some in the mail soon? Yes, I am. So I am very, very excited about my next Built Bar delivery because they have so many delicious flavors to choose from. No matter what mood I'm in, I can get something that I want from Built Bar and know that I'm going to have an absolute blast eating it. You got coconut, you got cherry barcia. That's my favorite bar right there, cherry barcia. It's like maraschino cherries in protein bar form. I love that. It's just 
so, so good. It's like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. And I love that about everything that Bill Laura does, but especially the Cherry Marcia. And then you got raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And if you had, if, if you can't choose between those flavors, then you can go ahead and get a mix box in which you'll get two of each of those nine flavors. And uh, we even got a discount code for you guys. So if you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off of your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PyJasonB on Twitter and in the green room app. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, follow us on YouTube because that thing is about to explode. You'll want to be in on the ground floor because... Um, there's no reason. Just go follow us on YouTube. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, but let's talk about the A's upcoming series this weekend at home, finally at home after their second 10-game road trip in like a month. They're finally going to be back home and they get to face so many good teams. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. It might determine the season. I mean, if they lose a whole bunch of games, it might determine the season. If they win a whole bunch of games, it might put them in very, very good position for the rest of the season. I don't know that it'll be necessarily season determining because they still got those six games against the Astros and they're close to the Astros. I'll get over that. I'll go over that in the third segment. So that's coming up on the show, but let's talk about the weekend pitching matchups on Friday. You got Alex Wood going against James Caprillion. And I, I really like James Caprillion. I know that I always say that I like James Caprillion, but he feels like the guy you want in big situations. Is this a big game? Not necessarily. It's a it's a pride game for Bay Area fans. So that means it's a big game for me. Uh, Alex Wood has a 4.14 ERA on the season, and uh, he's been pretty good for the for the most part. But is he beatable? Kind of. I, I th- if the A's bats are kind of alive, I think that they can do something against Alex Wood. Here's his pitch mix that he's been using. He's also a lefty. Just throwing that out there. He's a lefty. He's got a sinker that goes 92 miles an hour. It has a 281 batting average against the season. And that thing has a 19 degree launch angle, which is kind of home run launch angle if you think about it. And he throws that sinker 46.2% of the time. So it's a very often used pitch. It also seems like a good pitch to attack if you are a hitter. So go hit a sinker, boys. Uh, He also throws a slider, which is 84 miles an hour, and that has a 171 batting average against. So don't swing at the slider as much. Uh, His chase rate's also not terrible. It's good. It's in the 72nd percentile. So it's not great, but it's not terrible either. So um, he'll get you to chase every now and then. He's an okay strikeout pitcher. He's been fine. And uh, that that slider, though, it has a zero-degree launch angle on average of the season. So uh, that, that's not great. That You're not going to be able to get that one into the air very often. So not great. And that, he uses that one 31.9% of the time. And then his third pitch is a changeup, which is 85.3 miles per hour on average. And he gives up a batting average of 287 on that one. And that one has a one degree launch angle. So it's just way, way higher than his slider. Uh, I'm joking. It's also very, very hard to hit home runs off that one. So the A's, if they want to beat Alex Wood on Friday, they may have to string together a bunch of hits, which is not necessarily what they do on offense, but 
it's something that they're going to have to do in the playoffs and against good teams. They're going to have to execute because Mark Canna and Starling Marte, they can get on base. It's the three guys behind them or, you know, their three outs that they have to work with. They got to get hits with those guys as well. So that's going to be the interesting part. And he throws that one 21.8% of the time. And also his barrel percentage uh, in all of baseball, 78th percentile. So he basically just mixes the, these three pitches, changes speeds, Changes his slider and his changeup are fairly similar in miles per hour. There's about a mile and a half per hour difference between the two pitches, but it's about movement on that one. And that's how he has that barrel percentage in the 78th percentile. So uh, it's all about changing speeds, getting the ball off the barrel, which is exactly what Cole Irvin does. So the A's are familiar with this and the Giants are also using these tactics uh, and they've made a pretty good pitching staff. So they, they've got a bunch of really good pitchers. We'll see what he does on Friday, but he does seem beatable with two of his pitches, which accounts for 60, two thirds of his pitches basically have batting averages in the 280s. I know the A's are not a high batting average team, but he has two pitches that they can attack out of three. Let's see what they can do on Friday. And also James Caprillion. He's usually nails. We'll see if he's nails. I hope he's nails. Um, moving on to Saturday's game, you got Kevin Gausman or Gossman. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say Gausman because I like that pronunciation better against Sean Maniah. Let's start with Sean Maniah. In August, he's made three starts. And uh, if you've been following the A's, you know they haven't gone very well. Uh, he's totaled 11 innings in three starts, which is very un-Sean Mania-like. And he's given up 15 earned runs in those three starts. One of those was against the Rangers, his last start. He went five innings, gave up uh, seven runs, I believe. So uh, that was not a good start. But his other starts also have not been good. And those were against Cleveland and also Cleveland on the road and then uh, the Padres at home. So not necessarily offensive juggernauts. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, but we, we saw in The Athletic, uh, Steve Berman wrote a piece. It's not like his, his velocity is necessarily that big of a difference. It's like a tenth of a mile per hour different from where it's been. So I think it's more about location because nothing else that you're seeing, it's not like he's walking guys. It's So it's not necessarily mechanics. It might be stuff or hitters have now adjusted to him and now he has to adjust back. So it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses because if Chris Bassett isn't going to be able to return this year or he's going to be out for an extended period, maybe that six-week time frame that we talked about on yesterday's podcast, Shamanaya is going to have to be who he was in June and July, that second ace that the A's had in their staff. He's going to have to step up, step it up and we'll see what he does on Saturday. Uh, he also, all of those stats that I gave you, that amounts to a 12-27 ERA in his last three starts. Not great. But let's talk about Kevin Gausman. And I'm sticking with the Gausman because I like the pronunciation. In his last six starts, he has not been going super deep into these games. Uh, starting, you know, with his sixth start ago, uh, he's gone three innings and then four and a third against Pittsburgh at home. Four and a third against Houston, which they're a good team. Uh, then he's gone six, five, and five. So really not getting super deep into games. And he's one of those guys who's in contention for the Cy Young. I don't know if he's necessarily as good as like Zach Wheeler or Jacob deGrom. He's not. He's not as good as those guys. But he is a very good pitcher. So for him to be going five innings, maybe, and he's gone six innings once in the last six starts. So that's not good. We've also seen the A's 
struggle against Mike Fultinevich. So you, you never know what's going to happen. But he has also walked 15 guys in 27 of the two-thirds innings pitched in those six games. So if he's walking guys, then that is obviously a very good sign for the A's. And that's not really a lot of insights. If a guy's walk like Lance Lynn was walking a bunch of guys, the A's had traffic. It's a matter of execution at that point. You got to make them work and then hopefully take, take care of the bullpen as well. And then you do what you can. But his pitch mix, uh, we got a 94.5 mile per hour four seamer. And that has a 224 batting average against with an 18 degree launch angle against and also he uses that one 52.1 percent of the time so it's a decent pitch to hit he's throwing it a fair amount the batting average against isn't super high but that launch angle is what i'm looking at 18 degrees again that is what you want for home runs he also has a couple of pitches his splitter and his changeup which very very similar in miles per hour his splitter is 83.5 his changeup is 83.7 so just two tenths of a mile per hour and uh it, he doesn't use the changeup a ton, 6.9%. It's mostly against lefties, but uh, that one has a seven degree launch angle and a 400 batting average against. He hasn't thrown it a ton, 6.9% of his pitches, but his splitter has a 109 batting average against and a three degree launch angle. So that is a very effective pitch. He can probably just pair that one with his four seamer, but this one just drops, whereas the four seamer just keeps riding. And uh, it's all about pitch mix and just keeping hitters off balance, guessing. And that's where that changeup comes in. Just 6.9%. It's just a nice little wrinkle to have that changeup. And he also has a slider, which guys tend to just beat into the ground at negative two degree launch angle. He throws that one 6% of the time, but usually or predominantly against righties. So he's got the changeup against lefties, the slider against righties. Uh, that one's moving away from right-handed pitchers or right-handed batters because he is a right-handed pitcher. So that's what we're working with with Kevin Gausman on Saturday. He hasn't been necessarily great in his last six. So let's see if that continues against the A's and their somewhat struggling offense, but also better offense. I don't know. Uh, anyways, on Sunday, we got Logan Webb against Frankie Montas, and we're going to need the good Frankie Montas to show up. The guy that pitched his butt off against Houston in that series before the All-Star break. We need that Frankie Montas in this game because Logan Webb has been absolutely dominant in his last eight starts. In those eight starts, he's gone 43 and a third innings pitched, given up 32 hits, nine runs, and that amounts to a 188 ERA. That is not somebody that the A's are typically going to just hang a bunch of runs on. I mean, we'll see, but... I don't like those stats whatsoever. He also has a chase percentage of 80 or in the 88th percentile. So he's going to get guys to swing and miss. And uh, he's got some, some swing and miss in their bats. So hopefully they win the first two. And I said that they might not win the Bay Area trophy. Uh, and even if they win the first two games of this series, that would give them three wins. But if they end up tying, the odds of beating Logan Webb aren't necessarily high with the hot streak that he's been on the last two months. So if the Giants win that last game, then they would be the champions of the Bay Area. And so that is why I'm, we'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, a couple of other stats on Logan Webb. Uh, he's got a 45.6% whiff on his slider, and then his slider only has a 141 batting average against. So that slider is a lethal pitch for him. Don't swing at it, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully he's not throwing it for strikes. 
but on the same token, attack his four-seam fastball because he doesn't use it a ton. He's only using it 12.1% of the time, but it's got a 296 batting average against, so almost 300 across baseball on that four-seamer, and it's got a 13-degree launch angle. Uh, it's the highest launch angle that he has, so attack the four-seamer as much as you can. Hopefully, he throws it a decent amount, but if you're looking at Logan Webb and how he's had success in 2021, it's because he's been limiting the usage of his four-seamer uh, over the course of the last, since 2019, his four-seamer usage has been going down. I think it was in the uh, like 40% in 2019. And then the last season, it was at 33.7%. And this season, that four-seamer, which I told you to attack just a second ago, he's at 12.1% uh, usage. So that's how he's having success. He's relying on other pitches. He's got a good mix of pitches, but he's relying less on that four-seamer because it gets crushed, and it's been getting crushed the entire time. It was at like 339 batting average against last season, so they're like, hey, throw it less because that pitch sucks, uh, but you got to keep people honest, so that's what he's been doing, and that's how he's been having success, so hopefully we can see the good Frankie Montas, and it's a battle of the bullpens at that point, and then we'll see what happens, I guess, so that's that's the series that we got coming up for you guys this weekend. It's going to be fun. I love playing the Giants. Hate it when we lose the Giants. So hopefully we get a sweep. We get to keep the trophy and all of that good stuff. Um, but yeah, anyways, coming up on the show, we're going over the wild, wild west. Where do the A's stand in the AL West and also in the wild card? That's coming right up. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is 50% more than usual, you guys. If you've heard me read these, that's 100% as opposed to 50%. This is the time to go to Bet Online and put your money where your mouth is. So be sure sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo and that is when you make a bet on Thursday September 9th that is the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys if you lose your wager will be refunded up to $25 so bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to horse racing don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season, but the baseball playoffs are also coming up. So you can place some money over there as well. So all you got to do, go to bet online and use promo code locked on and you will get a 100% welcome bonus. So that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can because we always love reading the nice things. And by we, I mean me. It's a, it's a one-man show. I like doing things. When I say we, I mean Jason, me, the host. 
Uh, also follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you read or if you heard that Bet Online ad read that I did, and you're like, hey, I want to take more advantage of this. Betting on any sport does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And with that, let's get into the wild, wild west. It's arguably the most fun that I have during the baseball season is doing these segments. I love them. And uh, there's not a lot of good news today, but you know, the A's won, so it's fine. Let's start off with the Houston Astros. And they finally beat the Kansas City Royals. In 10 innings, it took them 10 innings to beat the Royals once in four games. And I'm going to make fun of them because screw them. <laughs> they won this one six to three. And the A's also lost three out of four in their series against the Chicago White Sox. A much better team, a playoff bound team. And the Kansas City Royals really did the A's a favor in taking three out of four from Houston. And uh, that means that no ground was lost in the AL West, which is great news considering how the A's played in the last four games, or, you know, three out of the last four games. So that's good. And it's not like the A's played poorly. They didn't execute on Wednesday. There was, you know, a tragedy on the field on Tuesday. So it's not like I'm mad at the A's for not winning more games. It's more like, eh, it could have been worse. And right now it's not worse. So they're still in it. There's still only two and a half games back of Houston in the West. And coming up for Houston, they've got three at home against Seattle. Uh, It's Yusei Kikuchi against Lance McCullers Jr. on Friday night. So that'll be interesting. And then starting up their next series, they got three more at home against Kansas City. Keep going Royals. Big Royals fan over here. Always love the Royals. Good, good guys. (laughs) And also Lord. Lord and Royals. Who loves them? Um, Anyway, so they're, yeah, they're two and a half games up on the A's right now. But again, they got six games to play. If the A's can take four out of six, so they got to get it within a couple of games. They were keep it within a couple of games. I think that the A's, uh, maybe they take the West. Just focus all of your energy on winning the division. I don't want to mess around with that wild card game anymore. That would be stupid. Uh, the New York Yankees, they beat the Twins in the first game of their series. And uh, they got three more with the Twins coming up over the weekend. But they beat the Twins on Thursday, 7-5. to five, And that is the Yankees' seventh win in a row. Granted, a lot of those came against the Boston Red Sox, and the Red Sox are utterly terrible right now. Um, they Wow, what a fall from grace. But again, nothing good has ever come from Boston, so keep going, anybody playing the Boston Red Sox, uh, ex- unless the Yankees are that team. But also, um, I guess on that point, it's kind of a good thing that it, that series, that Yankees-Red Sox series, was a sweep one way or another because the A's were right in the thick of it with both of those teams. And now there's a little bit of separation between them and the Red Sox. And the Yankees hold just a one-game lead. So it's not the end of the world. There's still plenty of games. There's still 40 games left. And one game is nothing. The The Yankees made up 10 in about 40 games. So uh, I think that the A's can make up uh, one in the wild card if they need to to get home field back or two and a half in the AL West and just forget the wild card altogether. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. And I know there's going to be people that are like, well, this team's not good enough. But if they start getting those hits in those big situations, which you think that just statistically they should at some point this season, 
then yes, then yes, they are a much, much better team. So uh, we'll see what happens the last month and a half of this season. I'm not, I'm not down on them just yet. We will find out uh, as for the rest of well, let's talk about before I get into the rest of Thursday's action uh, for New York, they've got three Morgans, Minnesota at home, and then they have two against Atlanta on the road. They have Wednesday off and they're going to be flying. So that'll be fun. And then they come to Oakland for four. That is going to be a big, big series. Uh, mark it on your calendars. Why not? Uh, I think there's fireworks, one of those games too. Um, and then you got the Boston Red Sox. They were off on Thursday, so they lost a half a game to the ace. They are now half a game back of Oakland for that second wild card, and I'll take it. It's fine. The A's now are in sole possession of the second wild card spot, and that's fine. Uh, they've got three against Texas at home coming up this weekend. They're off on Monday, and then they got three against the Minnesota Twins. So we are big Royals fans at this podcast. We are big Twins fans at this podcast for the next week. Uh, go AL Central. I know I talk a lot of crap about you guys, but go you guys. Uh, and then I don't have uh, you know game recaps for these two teams because they're a little bit further back, but let's talk just real quick about where they are in the standings. That's first up Seattle Mariners. They are now three games back of the A's for the second wildcard spot. They're within striking distance. A good weekend for them and a bad weekend for the A's puts them right back on the A's tails. But for right now, three games back. Let's, let's try and keep them there. And then the Toronto Blue Jays are four and a half back. The A's are going to be playing both of these teams within the next couple of weeks. So that could change. They could go much better or much worse. We'll get to that bridge when we cross it. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. It's going to be interesting. I'm tentatively looking forward to this weekend series. I'm also looking forward to watching AEW Rampage on Friday night. So I'll be flipping back and forth because uh, it's a heavy rumor. Spoilers if you don't follow wrestling news and you don't want to know. But uh, there are heavy, heavy rumors that CM Punk is going to be making his AEW debut on Friday. So I'm very excited about that too. So if you don't see me tweeting about the game for a minute, I might be seeing CM Punk is in AEW. And, uh, so that's, that's going to be my night. It's going to be a lot of fun, but that's all that I got for you guys this week. So coming up on Sunday, going live on YouTube for our first YouTube episode. Uh, so make sure to subscribe over there. The link to our YouTube page is in the show notes. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So that's all that I got for you guys today. Until Monday, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk to you on Monday. Monday.